Did you miss me? I love Michael singing. You might want the audio. Mm, you're creepy. Oh, shit. What are you doing with that sword gun? Gonna lure you into the bushes. They were supposed to go in the fucking bunker with me. Oh, my God. Jeremy McCoonie! Jeremy McCoonie! Yeah! It was unexpected. Yeah. Rock a two, rock a two, rock a two, two, two. Let me hear you phone eight. X card. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to go. You have to slow it down without thinking about it. I like that so much. <laughs> Gives the people what they want, man. You're mentally thirsty. How's that? Morning, the... noon, and night. Way to make a creepy line creepier. Help! Help! Weird. All right, let's get this shit on the road. What the fuck does that mean? This is good. You ready? Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is our homebrew Call of Cthulhu campaign. Our keeper made the world. And we are all making up the stories as we go. If you happen to like what we do here on this show and would like to support us, please head over to underthelibrary.com support to learn how you can do so. And if you are an RPG player or GM of any system and are looking to improve your role-playing, you should absolutely check out our other show. It is called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. With that, let's get to a show. Uh, my name is Arthur. I'm playing Buddy. And, you know, we knew this day was coming. We've been talking about it for a month, but it is hard to believe that for the second time in our 60-plus episode history... We are going to do a show without Emily tonight. But at the same time, we are super stoked to welcome back Chris. He is going to be playing someone that we will be meeting shortly. Wayne is also back tonight. He was out for a week. He's playing Sister B. Rick is Sam. And Scott is one half of the Eddie and Buddy show. He's the Eddie half. And as always, of course, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is all yours. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. I put a little plug. There's a few of us. Emily and Nick and I will be at Con on the Cob running some shows and doing some Up Your RPG activities. So uh, if you want to join us, you can join us there. Um, in addition, we are an improv group and we don't know what themes may come up, but uh, usually there's a little bit of violence, some gore, some bodily harm and psychological horror. So, if in your search history, blinking lights on Route 66 at the Moriarty overpass at 3 a.m. or clown fetuses are one of your search history items, you're in the right place. And with that, I'll turn it over to almost Emily. <laughs> yeah. Virtual Emily. Virtual Emily. Virtual hey, Emily. Hey, everyone. Sorry, I can't be here this week. Here is our recap from last time. As we began... Sam was heading to Carly's house. Can we heckle her? When they spoke at the door, yeah, Sam was evasive and avoided telling Carly that he saw Joe, but he digs for information about the visitor. Carly just called Sister B an old friend passing through and didn't share anymore. She then heads in to see her daughter, Stephanie, and Sam puns, okay, you go rushing off, which that went well. impels Carly to shut the door in his face and lock it. She does return and apologize, and then Sam gifts her some meat. Sam then Not leaves to catch up with Joe, and the two of them 
go to Joe's old house. It was tiny, wasn't it? Like, there was very little. They see flowers strewn around the front yard, both new and old. It seems that people are still leaving gifts and thinking of the family and of the tragedy. As they're standing there, a sweaty bald man approaches. His collar is soaked, his face is red, his hands are wet. He challenges them, but then recognizes Joe and introduces himself as the family attorney, Maximilian Colby. At first, Joe is afraid she does not remember him, but eventually she does admit who she is, and he tells her that she is the heir to the estate. He leaves her with a key and a card and asks her to come by his office later, and he will represent her interests. Maximilian leaves, and Joe and Sam enter the house together. Sam sees that all the personal items have been removed. It looks very sterile. He looks around the house, eventually flips on the light in the basement and heads down there to look around as well. He sees a seven by seven foot area where the top layer of dirt was removed, but nothing else of note. While Sam is exploring, Joe is trying her best to enter her bedroom, but she is just overcome and ends up sitting in the hallway, leaning against the wall and trying to get control of herself. Switching gears, back with Buddy and Eddie in Los Alamos. They are in the theater on the stage, looking at intricate designs made of white powder. Eddie pretends to announce Buddy the Magnificent as Buddy looks out over the audience (laughs) and Buddy blushes. Buddy heads down into the house while Eddie, on stage, feels something in his pant leg up the back of his thigh. It runs across his buttocks and it's gone. He drops his pants, (laughs) trying to find out what was on him, but cannot find anything. Once he gets himself dressed and put back together, all he wants to do is leave. Buddy looks around for this supposed rat or whatever the creature was, hoping Eddie isn't crazy but he sees only a shadow. They call for Lana, no response. They check the balcony in the office, find some paperwork suggesting that whatever happened at the theater was sudden. The magician should still be performing. The theater was doing well financially. There's really no explanation. It does seem, however, that Lana is not actually staying here. No signs of her. Heading back to the front of the theater, Buddy notices a latch on a small door under the stage, and as he explores underneath, he finds copper pipe, p- copper piping, among other mechanics for stage effects. There's a copper apparatus that looks like a small motor attached to copper tubes, a motorized pump, large cylinders, probably for gas storage. Hmm. Buddy startles Eddie, who on stage broke one of the salt lines. Finally, they head back up to the dressing rooms and out a window, and it is pitch black. It's nighttime. They entered in the middle of the day. They decide to return to the bar to ask what time it is, what's going on, and maybe also find Lana there. Also, Buddy is starving. However, Eddie is not. So they stop first at a diner for food. They find out it's about 10.30 p.m. It is the same day. But where has the time gone? Buddy, ravenous, eats two burgers and a milkshake and Eddie's fries, and Eddie only has coffee. Have fun. 
I feel I feel like she got some nice jabs in there, even though she's kind of away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She does that. <clears throat> All right. Let's head over to uh, Chris. And Chris, we're going to uh, do a little backstory for your character who we're about to meet. And uh, the settings here is early 1920s, um, paleontological dig site and i'll let you pick the state you can pick the state we're in because it, it would have made sense for you to wh- where you would have been there You're uh, what's what's oh, the state what's the state that has uh just dinosaur bones laying on the top of the ground and people go around and pick them up wyoming is it Wyoming? Okay. Gonna, yeah. Uh and the uh South Dakota. Either one of those. South Dakota. No, let's make it Wyoming. I, I was gonna say South Dakota, but yeah. Oh, South Dakota. South Dakota. No, no, no. I, I like Wyoming. Go with your gut. Go with your gut there. So Wyoming, 1920s, we'll call it June. Seems like a nice month to be uh going for uh fossils. And um you're working under a, a group that um, is uh, led by Edward Cope Jr. And Edward Cope Jr. is uh, the immediate descendant or child of Edward Cope, one of the great uh, rival paleontologists. And um, from, from the late 1800s, who would have been digging in South Dakota, uh, possibly uh, prior to some of the events that took place in Bloodstone. And um, so you're in Wyoming and you're at a dig camp for um, for Edward Cope Jr. There's probably about 10 of you. And so this is a pretty, you know, um, rough tent city. You're about 20 to 30 miles from any major cities. Y'all are pretty self-sufficient. Uh, even going so far as uh, hunting for your own food and things like that, because um, you like to guard your dig site and uh, not have things um, be left exposed or, you know, be up for somebody else to discover. Um, On this particular site, y'all have been at it for a couple of weeks. Um, You started because immediately right on the surface, there were all these little bones Um, But uh, yesterday, late in the evening, um, as they were starting to do some kind of light chipping around some of the larger bones, you were about, oh, you weren't deep into the soil, probably uh, six to eight inches. Um, The the soil started to fall through and Mm. y'all discovered uh, it's not big, but it's it's a whole probably. Let's see if I'm measuring. We'll say it's a couple feet in circumference uh the dirt just kind of fell through and y'all held lanterns up and kind of threw some rocks down uh and they seemed to go for quite a bit um edward was up pretty much all night uh excitedly talking your ears off um plotting for how y'all might go down it um y'all were of course tired from the day's digging and um, anxious to get some sleep because y'all knew that uh, probably the goal of the morning routine would be for somebody to descend down into that hole. 
And so um, after uh, after an evening of a quite excited Edward uh, jabbering along and telling stories and imagining what could be down in that hole and you trying to get some shut eye through the night, uh, you're awoke quite early um, the next morning with the sun uh, to a busy bustling camp uh, making preparations. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to, uh, find out what's going on down there. Uh, oh. who's. Does that, does that mean you, you want to go down in there, John? Uh, do you want to go down in that hole? Ed. Uh, well, um, and it, looking at, at John, he's like, uh, uh, five foot four, maybe. Okay. And, and pretty slender. Okay. So it's like having a, almost like having a, a, a kid there. Okay. Uh, and he's, uh, he's battling because um, uh, I, I gave you his backstory about claustrophobia. Yes. I don't know if you caught that. So <laughs> it's excitement. He's incredibly excited. And it's, you know, counterbalanced by claustrophobia. So um what he's going to do is uh, he's going to go and uh, take a huge swig out of his uh, flask to try to steal his nerves. And then, yeah, he's going to volunteer to, uh, to go down the rope. Okay. And, and the guy you're talking to, his name is Mahaney. Uh, you're not talking to Edward right now. And so he'll, he says to you as you're, as you're swigging, he says, he, he kind of has a nervous chatter about him. I, what, what do you say, John? John, will, will you do this for me? I, I, Ed wants me to go down, but I, I just, I, I, oh man, I, I did the last one. I, I don't want to do this one. I'm, I'm, uh, if you do it, I'll give you, I'll give you a week's worth of whiskey, man. If you'll do this one for me. Well, I, I, I tell you, I, you know, I haven't gotten a, a chance to do some serious exploring yet. So you're, uh, you're going to do it. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of raring to go. And, you know, uh, I got a little bit of whiskey vapor uh, filling my sails. Oh, so, uh, oh God bless liquid, you, man. That's, uh, but I that's... could use some more liquid courage. I kind of, you know, finished, finished, and I tip up my flask and just one little drop comes down. Oh, oh come, come with me. Come with me. We'll go to my tent. Oh, man, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Whew. I just, you know. Ah, sometimes you get the, well, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I don't want to do this one this time. I, I really appreciate you doing it for me. Yeah, no, I, like I say, I'm, I'm, uh, completely excited. Okay. And so he takes you over to his tent and he gives you, I, he's pretty generous. He gives you a whole bottle of whiskey, uh, and, uh, says you, you take it. Yeah, uh, I, I get it. You might need a little courage to get down there. It's a okay. tight looking hole. I uh, chug a bit more. Crazy. And then uh, fill up my flask. Okay. And uh, keep my flask with me. Okay. And uh, yep, I'm uh, off I go. I make my way to uh, where the folks, I assume, are gathered okay. around the hole. Yeah. And so they're, you know, uh, they're doing everything. Like they've, um, uh, Edward's been lowering down ropes since dawn and um, uh, you hear him, you overhear him talking to other people um, uh, just about, all right, 
I don't know. We haven't hit bottom yet. We can't just we can't quite figure out how deep this damn thing is. Uh, who who's ready? Who's ready to go down? I'm ready. And so I it, wonderful, wonderful. I love your energy. I tell you what, let's get you all uh, let's get you all roped up, and uh, we'll get a light on you. And um, uh, I, I want you to take this down with you. And I want you to time your descent. We're gonna we're gonna try and figure a few things out. And so he gives you um, a, a a silver stopwatch or, or pocket watch with a, a second hand on it for timing. And it's nothing like it's nothing cheap, certainly, but it's nothing you know uh, that that looks incredibly rare. But um, not an object that you would have had much. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's you know um kind of notice it as an object i would say and um they they prepare you they get you all tied up there's a um there's a makeshift um kind of harness uh that they that they'll tie you into and yep and so the first thing that they do is i i mean you're just essentially sitting on the edge of this hole and um your legs kind of dangling down as as they do you can feel the the cool air kind of move up your pants leg right um it's wyoming it's june it's been pretty warm out during the day um, but as soon as you sit on this hole you feel the cold air just rise right up and um and it is i mean it's going to be a squeeze right to get okay, down so i'm going to close my eyes initially okay so that uh cut off that sense so that i'm less likely to panic okay. i'll open my eyes once i'm in the dark okay and so uh you, you have you have your stopwatch and you have your lantern and you you have to cross your arms and um hold it uh pretty close and you're trying to hold the lantern in a way that it doesn't burn are you are you going down with it lit or are you going to go down in darkness uh go down with it lit yeah okay and um and he goes all right off you go john we'll see you in a minute and uh he gives you a little bit of a shove to kind of get you in place and Mm -hmm. um they start lowering you down and as they do it's you're just scraped up the sides, right? You're almost, um, it's less them lowering you down than it is you kind of wedging your shoulders back and forth and kind of shimmying down. It's that tight oh, as okay. you move I, down. I did not realize it was going to be that <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was an opening and then like a cavern. Yeah. Okay, this is not cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm I'm starting to, shake and sweat i start the uh stopwatch okay and then i just fucking keep my eyes closed okay uh should you make a little sand roll as you uh sure as you move down here uh 38 i'm i'm good okay yeah um so you're able to hold it together right you've got these techniques and um you've also just you've got your mission in mind right you've got a goal here um and And having been in the war i'm good at right trying to block out explosions and death and whatnot and stay focused um the reality is you you shimmy through for 
oh, probably 10 to 20 feet, but it feels like forever. Um, and um, one thing that keeps you going, though, is this this continual kind of rush of cool air coming up the tunnel. Because mm. even though, like, it's making you really anxious and panicky, um, and and the further you get down, there's kind of a sweet smell in the air. Not mm. sickly, but a little bit sweet. And that sweet smell uh, really calms you. Mm. And then... Um, uh, so between the cool air and the sweet smell, um, you're both curious, kind of intrigued, and you start to slide through it a little bit easier until um, you break through and you're you're hanging in midair, quite literally, uh, from the from the harness. And if you can, if you want, kind of the third person uh, master shot, right? It's it's you a tiny little speck up at the uh, top of a light shaft holding your lantern and the lantern spreading around um as you as you kind of immerse into this cavern you're enveloped in this cool cool air and and that sweet smell okay well yeah at that point uh i can breathe easy and uh i'm holding the uh the lantern around first of all to see if i can see any bottom within the the reach of the the lantern light um you can't quite you can't quite see the bottom but you see a glisten that might be the bottom um and you're guessing you know with the lantern light that that glistens probably a good 30 to 40 feet away okay um, as you look up, um, there's, um, I, I assume there was some, uh, method we determined where I would tell them if I needed to be pulled up or, you know, a certain number of tugs, if I hit the bottom, that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, that would, that would make sense. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, if you want to, in fact, you know, if you want to send any kind of simple message back and forth, it would make sense that y'all would have that code. But you're probably, I mean, uh, 15, 20 feet, you could probably yell up the shaft and they would even be able to hear you, right? Oh, in that case, I yell up. It's opened up down here. It's not a hole anymore. It's, uh, it's sort of, I can't tell the exact, can I see walls? You can't, you can, I mean, you can look up and you can start to see the ceiling. Yeah, um, but and, no. Right. I don't know how big it is, but uh, it's definitely a, a large open space down here. All right. And, and you hear Edward, can you, can you see anything? Are there, are there any bones? Can you see any bones? I don't see any bones, but there's. Uh, something catching the light about 30 feet uh, below me. All right. Uh, We're going to lower it you. Could be, could be water. And, I don't and know. And you immediately, like, you just feel them starting to lower you right, like, right away without you, like, sending any kind of more uh, other message. Um, the rope at the top's marked in 10 foot increments. So they're, they're kind of keeping an eye on um, how fast. So you go down 20 feet very quickly. Uh, and then they kind of slow up um, as they as you get about halfway 
uh, or so as you as you move about 20 feet down and it starts to slow, um, you you start to see better this reflective surface and you realize that this cavern is is massive and uh, potentially hundreds of feet long and um, uh, and you you see no walls yet, um, but you do make out, um, you know, certainly the rocky undersurface um, uh, underground. Um, it looks very slippery and uh, there, uh, it seems like kind of all the rocks and stuff are coated with some sort of plant matter. Mm. Okay, and how far am I from the, the bottom? Uh, probably another, you know, it looks like it would take another 20 feet to go down. We'll say that you knocked on the rope to stop them so that they didn't, you know, you're just kind of suspended in the air. Yeah. So I'll, uh, uh, check to make sure I have somewhere solid to, uh, to land on. And if it seems that I uh, do, then I'll uh, give a tug to let them know to okay. uh, keep feeding down the rope. Yeah, and so uh, they do, and um, they keep sending you down. And as you get closer to the ground, you see kind of um, there's like splotches that glisten and then splotches or areas that look more um, like you would expect in an underground cavern, you know, like uh, moist dirt and rocks and stuff like that. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll try ideally to uh, target a, uh, a rocky area. Okay. Because I don't want to slip in yeah. a uh, you know a wet area. Yeah, and and they're not they're not massive, so it wouldn't be too hard for you to do. So we'll we'll say that you uh, land in a, uh, a a rocky area fairly easily. Uh, we'll we'll make you roll for it because why not? Because that's just more fun. Like a little dexterity roll. Oh yeah, seventeen. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is it cool if I ask a question? Of course. Am I allowed? To... I would okay. love. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm I'm picturing this thing, and I, there's one thing that I, I just want to understand: the hole that he just went through. Did that hole appear, or did someone bore that hole? Oh, so what does it look like? Well, no, I mean, it was it like did someone just? Oh, oh hey, there's a hole here. Let's check it out. No, or we were, were they we were, digging? Yes, we were digging and dug down far enough that the the loose dirt collapsed and created the hole. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. At least that's what they think. That's what we think. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Thank yep. you. Um, um. All right. So as you as you land, you still have this rope tied to the harness, um, and you hear you know like really faintly now because they're pretty high above you. You hear them. Are you okay? And it kind of echoes right through there. Uh, I give them the. Uh, I give them the old double tug. Okay. To uh, let them know I'm okay. <laughs> okay, and as you do, you can almost feel the anticipation of wow, Edward phrasing. Cope on on the on the other end of the line, right? Like you you know he just um, you're half expecting him to uh, to land right next to you. <laughs> Does he hear? Please tug some more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. All right. Um, okay. So. Uh, you're you're standing there pretty much on almost what feels like a Martian landscape, right? Uh, mm. You haven't seen any walls inside this cavern. Um, uh, that's what be... I that's what I would like to look for is yeah. uh, 
try to head, pick a direction and head and try to uh, get to a wall. Okay. And so uh, you do, you walk, we'll say, we'll say you start walking uh, based on where you were north. We'll just call it north. Um, and you start walking north and after about 20 or 30 feet, you see a wall ahead of you about that far. Um, okay. There's a... I check it out to see if it's like a, a stony cavern, what kind of uh, uh, rock formation it is. Yeah, so it's, it's a massive kind of um, curvature uh, that uh, sl slopes gently kind of as far up as you can see. And you're just trying to imagine in your head these, um, these sloping, uh, from your perspective, they'd be concave walls um, that go up. Um, Does it look like it was worn away by water? Uh, let's see. Hey, you, why don't you, what have you got there that's going to work? Like a natural history or something like that? Uh, let me see. I have uh, uh, an archaeology skill. Yeah, there we go. Let's see what you got. Okay. Uh, nope, not with the 95. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, 95. 95, okay. yeah. Wow. Oh, man. That that was a short-lived character. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Isn't it? Is it 95 it's and greater? Oh, it's 96. 96. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it's like, woo. Uh, I think you're so overwhelmed by the moment. And uh, as you as you're kind of examining the walls, you were looking one way and you stuck your hand into some of that glistening substance. And uh, it, I, you get caught up in that because it uh, you just stuck it, your hand in something gooey and oh, that it's, never it's, feels right. It's gooey. Yeah. And it, it's uh, I'll hold the lantern to it. Okay. Um, and it looks like as you as you look at it, it looks like uh, best description would be if you stuck your hand in seaweed covered in snail like snail goo. So Ooh. it looks like that. And I'll I'll smell it. Uh, Is it smell, the source of the sweetness? It smells deliciously sweet. Mm. Okay. Almost. Well Almost like a, a conf like that nice confectionery smell that's uh -huh. not um that's not overwhelming, but it's just like oh Yeah, you gotta try some of that. Huh. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to um uh take take some you know, take something out of my uh pack. Okay. And uh scrape it off. Into oh, okay. the into some sort of container, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then put a screw top on it. I really right. thought you were going to be like, you know what? I lick it. <laughs> I kind of thought you were going there the too. Past. No, that's what Chris would do, not what John would do. <laughs> okay, and uh, yeah, you would have a container, so you get as much of it as you can off. Um, the rest of it I wipe off on my pants. Okay, perfect. All right. Um, and uh, give me a spot hidden while you're doing this. Oh, my oh. second hundred of the night. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, that's so good. Like I said, the, the one saving grace is it's in the past. Right? Yeah. 
well a character that hasn't been introduced yet so <laughs> he can he can die oh no oh, boy. time after time all right um wow yeah that's the hard part it's in the past okay don't let that stop you <laughs> <laughs> don't be so you're horrible rick like rick yeah um oh okay so uh as oh <laughs> this is good you ready mm. okay so as you're as you're wiping this and looking around um you you hear screaming from above and um and well actually that wouldn't be the right order the first thing you hear are rocks crumbling and hitting the ground where about where you descended okay and then you very faintly make out oh no it's giving out and there's a huge avalanche from the hole where they lowered you down and the first thing you hear is rocks crumbling from the ceiling. I, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> and the next thing you hear are rocks crunching on bones and the screaming of men as they plunge 40 oh, feet wow. and and land next to you. Um, uh, well, the, the upside is there's now a lot of light coming into the space. The downside is um, it appears that um, most of the crew who were there to raise you out yeah. of the cavern are now uh, screaming in a pile of rocks next uh, to you. Well, I go over there and try to, uh, to help anyone that seems like uh, you know, yeah. a little triage, see if there's anyone that's liable to make it. Um, and the first thing you do is um, you, you grab an arm, you see an arm sticking out, and yeah, you you pull it to try and help the guy out, and you um, just have an arm in your hand. Yeah, um, having gone through the war again, yeah. it's all in a day's work for me. I throw um, the arm away, go looking for someone else. Yeah. As you do it, you're you're really cognizant of this like sucking sound as your boots land in in the goop um, in the goop and and they sink in and then you really have to work to like kind of pull your leg and those out um and uh there's some there's some moans in the in the pile of bricks and bodies but really it doesn't appear as if anybody's left um that well, they I'll, all they all died is anyone up there all right i'll give you a luck roll uh, oh geez that's close let me check uh no that was not even close i have very little luck <laughs> this character yeah. is not much longer for the game <laughs> so um after um it appears that everybody who was up top that whatever happened was so sudden wow. um the entire crew is now on the floor of this dig site Oof. 
okay, I'm going to climb up to the top of the uh, the rock pile okay. and <laughs> uh, just have a, uh, a sit down. I start uh, sweating, start uh, hyperventilating, close my eyes, try to uh, try to get myself focused. Uh, you know, obviously the no help is coming. So uh, I have to, uh, you know, I pull myself together and decide I have to try to find a, a way out by walking around down here. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the, the other upside is that most of the camp fell down into this hole as well. So there's, you know, there, there's a significant amount of supplies. A lot of it got crushed in the fall. Mm. Um, but, but there is, you know, you're able to kind of dig through. Uh, there's no way as you walk around that you can find to climb out. Um, as you spend time exploring down there, uh, you do find the edges of this cavern all around. And um, there's there's two tunnels that lead off either end. Um, one of them at the we'll call it the the west end is very wide. Uh, probably if if the whole tunnel is 100, 150 feet, or if the whole cavern's 100, 150 feet wide, the cavern itself at that end is about 50 or 60 feet wide. Mm -hmm. and goes another kind of 50 feet deep. Um, the one at the other end on the eastern side is much smaller. It's probably about uh, 10 to 20 feet wide and then gets narrower and narrower. And it, it they both end, though. Um, you said one looked like it was going down. Does the other one look like it's going down as well? Uh, they don't go down anywhere. Sorry, they oh. just they they just go out to like uh the the one that's smaller gets narrower and narrower. Um, the other one that's about fifty feet wide uh, and fifty feet deep. Uh, it it just kind of ends in its own little room. So, um, okay. Well, I go into the bigger one and okay. uh, go to the end, and I have to look around see if there's. Yeah, you know, I can't give up that easily. I have to look around to see if there's any fissures maybe that i can something um, that seems to be going upward as you as you take your lantern and go around you realize you're inside of a head inside of a what now um that uh that inside of a skull yeah oh. that that you're looking at teeth along the wall that you're inside of and you realize that you're possibly in the midst of like one of the greatest paleontological discoveries of all time. Okay, then uh, I momentarily brush aside my uh, concern for my own survival and start examining uh, the skull. It provides both a, a distraction and a fascination. Okay. Uh, and with that, make a... Um, Let's see. Take your uh, roll for a cult. Um, made it. Okay. And so... Uh, Wait, let with... me check. I forget. Uh, occult, occult, occult. I'm pretty sure I, I have a high occult. 
Oh fuck, nope. Okay. I then did not I did not make it. Roll a I, d6. I missed it by 10. 4. All right, add 4 points to your occult score. Oh, um because nice. as you as you examine hmm. this, um the the way that this skull exists in the in the walls, um this is this does not seem like an earthly formation, right? It, the way that the the things line up, you realize that um, there's uh, that there's an outer skull and an inner skull um, that is uh, attached yet again inside of another skull. Wow, multiple multiple layers, and. Uh... I uh, get as close as I can and look at it. Is uh, is it bone as I would recognize uh, fossilized uh, bone to look? Um, uh, you can you know, do like your, little. Yeah, do your do your archaeology roll. Uh, made it. Okay, it it seems. You know, again, this is a lantern. You're down. You're down deep. There's a lot that's happened, but this seems far older than anything you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, about that time, you hear yelling. Okay, I'll uh, make my way out of the the tunnel and mm-hmm. uh, get close to the. I, I assume which a much wider opening now. Go, help! Help! And, and I'm down here. Somebody out. Are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. But uh, it looks like everyone else fell through and, and, and died. I'm the only one left. All right, we're going to toss a rope down to you. And, and sure enough, like this, there's a rope that comes down and you can, you, you recognize the rope. It must be one that hadn't fallen through with the rest of the camp. It's one of your... Oh your dig site and uh um you uh is there anything else you want to do before you tie into it no just okay. tie into it and get the hell out of here okay and so they um they raise you up and as you get to the top better not be a rival team <laughs> as you as you get to the top um you're just you're gutted because it is, it's a rival archaeological team, our paleontology team um, that you compete with for these fossil hunts. And somebody, one of their members must have been spying on your camp and seen them all fall through. Um, you're stuck, right? You're 40 to 50 feet up in the air. And um, as they pull you up, they're they're laughing and they say, "Ah, did you find anything good down there?" Well, that's rather callous, given that uh, nine men are lying dead at the bottom of this hole. You fucking soulless vampires! That's, that's less people to fight off for the find, and uh, oh. one of them rears back to swing at you. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Oh God! Well, I pull out my gun and shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh what? wow! 
No, right. okay. No, 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 no. Because uh, I'm a little guy. I can't fight him. Okay. Do you I wanna... no brawl ability. All right. Uh, roll to shoot him. Okay. This character isn't going to survive this backstory. <laughs> Oh, that's Lord. so funny if you died in your how is that possible story. you can't die in I your backstory such a weird turn <laughs> i got a uh a regular success i've got a snub nose uh, 38 revolver okay um you're you're trying to clear leather uh but he he really gets the jump on you and the last thing uh you you feel is your gun slipping out of your hand and um falling down to the cavern as you as you lose consciousness and the side of your face just hurting um you you and as i slip uh, slip into unconsciousness i say i regret nothing <laughs> <laughs> um we'll we'll fast forward from there you'll you'll wake up on a train uh hours later um, headed out of town uh, and and feeling not only like like you got socked in the head but drugged afterwards uh, okay so they just uh, yeah. threw my ass on a train okay uh, I uh, wait until a, a conductor comes by and ask him uh, where's this train headed and uh, he's you can tell me. You can tell me where it's headed. Where where you would go from there? Uh, well, I end up living in Denver. So, okay. how about we're heading Perfect. to Denver. Oh, uh, Colorado! Looks like you had a long night, huh? Tied one on. Had a uh, good time. Yeah, you could describe it as that, but uh... I hope the other guy looks worse than you. And he winks and punches your ticket and moves yeah. on down the line. I hope that conductor comes back. I love him instantly. <laughs> that voice is one of my favorites you've ever done. All right, and we'll uh, we'll we'll close out there. Unless there's uh, is there? Um... Nope. I think to myself, Denver is as good a place as any. Okay. My career as a paleontologist is over. Okay. Hmm. All my friends are dead. The rival team is clearly going to stumble upon the biggest find of perhaps ever so i'm i'm out okay perfect all right um so that will um we'll close your backstory there and then who's next we got uh buddy and eddie fine with me all right do y'all sure. want to do do y'all want to do a quick break before we start with y'all or um do y'all want to jump right in? Uh, it, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a break. Yeah, okay. we're super close to break time. Why don't Why don't we uh, take five or ten minutes? Uh, Let's just take get five. A snack, and uh, and we'll come back and and do the Buddy and Eddie show. We are back from break. Michael, take it away. All right, Buddy, Eddie, we left y'all off at the diner. Is that right? According to Emily, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's I think that's time. where we last. I'll uh, take your word for it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Eddie, you're not so hungry. And buddy, you're kind of ravenous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, not anymore. I just had two burgers and like a milkshake yeah. and a bunch of fries and, and we, fries. Yeah. And uh, uh, we can we can time dash forward, or um, you know, y'all can y'all can play it out from there. I guess significant things are occurring in your lives right now. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, 
And if I remember right, we checked the newspaper and it, it was like we hadn't missed days. It was just time in the, the same yes. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and was and, and nothing was different, right? Nothing on the on the street was different. Am I remembering this right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So, uh, uh, Miss Miss what what do you think happened? Has that happened to you before? That seems kind of weird. Wait a minute. Are you asking me if it's ever happened before that I go to a diner and I'm not hungry? Because the answer is no. Uh, that no, that 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 wasn't what I'm asking. Um, are you asking me has someone ever get, taken my French fries? Because you're the first. That's because that you're my you're my good friend. Last time someone tried to take my fries, I put a fork to their fucking hand. But for you, oh. I'm giving you all the fries in the world because the truth be told, I still don't want to eat them. This has never happened before. I, I don't I don't know if that means that you were being nice to me or not. Um, but uh, I, what I meant was, uh, has time ever moved weird like that for you? Yeah, there was this one girl I used to know. Oh, you're talking about something else. Oh, don't you? tell. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, it that that never happened before. We were only in there an hour. It felt like we were in there an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I, we weren't in there much longer. I've never lost a whole day before like that. Mm-hmm. The part of me wants to go find this, you know, wants to go find Lana or whatever her name is, but I don't even know about that. It just I can't imagine a day like this going any longer. Well, what happens if we find her and she's drunk again? We were trying to find her when she wasn't drunk. Well, maybe this time we could find out where she actually went. Well, if we do it, we're going to have to actually follow her. And that means that I'm going to distract her. And then when she goes away, after she's thrown another table at me or something, you're going to have to follow her close up. You feel like you're up for that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. uh, Hmm. Okay. Well, as long as it's not like I I don't want her to get scared and think that I'm chasing her or anything. No, I'm not saying you follow her so close that she thinks you're uh, trying to get to know her better. But I'm just saying you got to be close enough that you can follow her. And last time she she got away from you a little bit while going in the house. This time you might have to follow her in the house if she sneaks in. Okay. Well, let's let's go see if she's at the bar first. That's a good plan. All right. So we'll head on over to the bar. Okay. Go find and- Lonnie, the bartender, to ask him if he's seen Lana. The magician's helper. And um, as you as you head into the bar, it's it's packed. It's mm. I mean, just like there's people everywhere. Uh, has that great kind of smell of stale beer and spilt liquor and sweat. Uh, and and it's, you know, really loud. So I got to ask Keeper, he's. Uh, uh, Eddie doesn't go into a bar and not want to get his lips a little wet. How's he feeling Gross. about that? <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, that's a good question. Make a uh, uh, that's a great question. I'm full of great questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the keeper's mind is broken for a second. What's that stat called? That's like your body's ability to Ow. constitution. That one. Yeah. Can you make a constitution roll? <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. Let's 
I love how Scott I just stares could, off wish, into space wish, when he makes a roll. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I could blame it on something, but I no. Think my I'm computer's nothing. janking. I got a thirty-one. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh damn! I, we my computer. Everything froze for how a second. How did we miss that? Wow. That was, that was poorly played by us. Everything froze. So I got a, a regular success. One away from a. Yeah, and I, you, you're mentally thirsty. How's that? weird aren't, aren't we all no. <laughs> I, what, the, what the fuck does that mean that's <laughs> mentally you're 1920s mentally thirsty not 2020s mentally thirsty how's that yeah i am so basically i'm walking in and i'm like you go into a bar you get a beer right yeah sure yeah. all right i'm going up to lon lonnie and i'm like hey lonnie i need a beer so bad you don't even understand and and i mean he's like just bustling behind the bar but he catches you and he waves a finger at you and and pretty soon you got a you got a foamy glass in front of you yeah what about uh what about my buddy over there uh, uh root beer or, or a coke whatever they got and and poor buddy is like standing there like root beer <laughs> and, and yeah. like lonnie's just moving back and forth so fast like he's not catching buddy's order so I've got I got Buddy a nice is very little, used to that kind of treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little mustache going on here because I'm just pounding that thing, enjoying the froth. And I'm like, this has been a day. And I and I'm gonna call out when he runs by one time, and I'm gonna sort of call out in my typical loud kind of way, Lonnie, where's Lana? Have you seen her? And uh he's he's tucking a towel kind of in his back uh or through his belt. And he's running around. He's got a glass in his hand, and he just points uh, to the to the back of the room. Good man, good man. I'll throw a buck on the counter for him. Uh, and uh, say, all right. I so I'm gonna go up to Buddy, and I'll say, Buddy. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see what I can do with her. So just stay out of sight, okay? Uh. I, I think you might want to rephrase that before you go talk to her. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go get up. I'm trying to think about another way to put it. It's even worse, but I don't want to get it <laughs> can, can, can you roll a spot hidden? <laughs> I'm going to extricate us all out of this little moment right here. Are you serious about he, a spot hidden? He stares off into the distance. <laughs> uh... Yep. Spot hidden. I'm trying. Still we staring. need like little music to play for Scott's rolls. Or I know my computer's could... janking. It's been janking all day. We yeah, could play Dad it. Cthulhu jokes. Do we have Dad Cthulhu jokes? Yeah, I got my spot hidden. Oh, that's good. All right, so you see her in the back corner, and um, I got she an seems... extreme if it matters. Yeah, she seems hmm. to be arguing very intensely with a male counterpart at the table. Um, from what you can tell. Uh, she seems to be acting in a way that uh, that indicates that she's pretty drunk, or maybe it's the you know five glasses on the table with them as well. Um, he's uh, would have been nicely dressed about three hours ago, but his tie his tie is like all pulled to the side, and um, he's just a mess too. So do do I recognize him, or I'll because I'm still with Buddy, I'll say Buddy. Does that I thought I was supposed to be staying at the bar. You said, I was just, you said I was, you told me to stay out of sight. But I, I was, I turned and looked and you and I were still together when I saw him. 
right? So we were still together when I saw this. That's the way I interpreted from what Michael said. Michael? He, he just turned to look. It's fine. Okay. It's, yeah. It's so you're, you were together. Okay. So, so, um, so I'm going to say, do you recognize that guy? Is by, by any chance, is that the magician? Uh, let me think. Uh, I'm trying to get a I've good never, look I, at I him. No, I, I've definitely never seen him before. No. Actually, actually, you have uh, from the military base. Oh, shit. Well, you were shaking your head. <laughs> oh, he's not the magician. It's okay. Yeah, he, okay. I was just saying he's not the magician, but he's from the military uh, base. Yeah, he's... I've seen him before uh, around the base. And Do I remember is... where? Yeah, he's uh, he works in the kitchen staff. He's civilian. He's not military. Uh, you know, he he works in the dining hall. Okay. Yeah, he's he's okay. part of the the dining hall contracting crew. Hey, maybe we can change. Maybe he'll piss her off so much she'll storm out of here, and then you and I can follow her together. We can change our plans. We're calling a cadence here. We're going. We're going off the cuff. I like it. Did do you mean you're calling an audible? No, I'm calling a cadence. You got to understand, we do things a little bit different where I come from. Okay. Wow, that sounds weird. I'll just hang out and, and watch for a few minutes. And I'm still like, you know, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Try, I trying to get that, yeah. that, that drink. For yeah, trying trying point, to get that root beer. When I and, see my and every time friend, you do, somebody slips in front of you, gets mm -hmm. their beer and heads out. Yep. yep. When I see my poor friend doing this after the second or third time, I'm going to sort of slap my dollar on the counter and be like, Lonnie, buddy, could you get my friend here a root beer? Okay. And uh, Lonnie perks up, grabs you a beer and uh, a root beer and slides it across the bar to you. Good man. Oh, good man. Oh, to him? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant to me. No, no. Because <laughs> that's when Buddy would drop it. That's mm. <laughs> so good. <Ooh. laughs> All right, so I'll hand you your root beer. Buddy rolls a hundred to thanks, get Eddie. his root beer. <laughs> right, cuts Give his you a hand on the back and be like, next time, what you got to do, you got to open your mouth up. You got to just be loud. Just let that gullet flow, man. Let the gullet fucking flow. I, I don't know if I have a gullet. Uh, as 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 Eddie is ranting on about the gullet there um you're trying to catch his attention because lana is storming out the side of the bar okay so I'm, as as eddie's I'm, I'm, I'm doing this again yeah yep. <laughs> that's great so like if, it, if you're doing that i'm drinking the beer and sort of half through drinking my beer finishing it off i'm like i don't hear the fucking gullet I don't so hear the I'll, I'll actually like kind of do one of these kind of things to turn you around. Nice. Okay. So nice. you're grabbing him by the shoulders and spinning him. Uh, make another constitution roll, Eddie. Okay. Oh boy. I shouldn't be asked. I should just roll for him. Right. Like at this point, <laughs> I got it. It's coming. No, I missed. Yeah. Are you using a windows machine there? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, wow. I'm on this Mac. episode it's sponsored by Apple. <laughs> Windows 98. <laughs> All right. Um, you're, uh, the, the natural instinct for both Buddy and Eddie would be to trail Lana, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, Eddie, uh, I mean, Buddy, you start moving and you notice that Eddie's planted. Like his legs 
he's just like not moving. And Eddie, your legs, you're, you're like, you're trying to move, but they're just not going. Hmm. And it's not long. It's maybe a five, 10 second beat. But it's, that feels it's a, pretty long when Lana's yeah, booking yeah, out the yeah. door. So um, I, I'm like, you know, not for nothing, but I'm not accepting this shit. Like, right. Unless, unless you're telling me that for something else is going on, I'm doing my best to throw my body. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pissed at my legs right now. Okay. Can you give me a roll? An or anger roll. roll. An anger roll. Eddie, you, you okay there, Eddie, sir? Eddie? Uh, no, I got it. I can't imagine I made it. I got an 86. Okay. That's fine. I won't, I won't, if you, if you busted big, I was, it was going to be okay. anyway. Uh, I, and so what you see, uh, buddy is just like Eddie kind of like twitching his torso back and forth. Um, and then he does this, you know, for a, about a five second beat, we'll call it a five, six second beat. And then all of a sudden he he lurches his leg as he's like shifting his torso back and forth. He all of a sudden lurches one of his legs forward. It's a very like staccato kind of walk that's super awkward and you make eye contact with it. But at this time, like Lana's heading out the front door and um, I would assume you're both trying to stay on her heels. Mm -hmm. I am and not for nothing, but you know, is under my breath as I can. I'm saying it's got to be that goddamn rat that crawled up my ass. There's no fuck away. This wasn't the rat that crawled up my ass. And I'm just going to keep, I'm sort of storming out going after Lana and I'm trying to be quiet, but I'm just like, goddamn fuck. What the, what the hell go into that goddamn place and wake up in the middle of the night and it's dead. An hour went by and I got a rat up my ass. Like just, Heading out the door. You should probably make a sand roll if you're going to uh, equate it with what happened in the theater. Yeah. And this episode brought... Oh. Oh, yeah, no. I like okay. super duper got it. Okay. Um, all right. And so we'll just move on then as you're kind of mumbling to yourself. And uh, the, uh, I would like to think that, uh, buddy, you never actually got to sip your root beer. I was just going to say that. So I'm guessing that, that Eddie never passed the, the root beer to Buddy, and Buddy like sort of reaches for it as, as Eddie takes off, and Eddie just sets it down on a table on his way out. <laughs> and then people sort of close in between yeah, the, the table and Buddy. Then the guy next to you picks up the root beer and, yeah. and pounds it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then looks at it like, what the fuck is that? And yeah. puts it back down. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Uh, and Lana's heading out the door. All, All right. right. So, well, you know, staying as far back is sort of reasonable, but we want to tailor. Okay. Um, so about the time that you make it out the front door, she's got like a half block lead on you. And um, go in the same and, direction. Yep, and uh, back towards the theater. That looks um, great. I wouldn't want to follow closer than that anyway. So, okay, uh, and but we um, do want to match her pace. Match her pace, and as we're going, I sort of have half an arm on you, and I'm actually sort of as subtly as I can. I'm looking around. I want to see if anyone else is telling her or telling us. So, uh, as as she makes across the street, um, so uh, we'll say you're a half a block behind her. She's crossing the street, 
and from behind the building, um, a man with a hat on, what, posture, posturally, looks very masculine with a hat on, uh, jumps behind her and starts trailing her very quickly. Both of their paces quicken as they cross the street and into the next block. And um, it, the the walk in front of you becomes much more intense. Okay. okay. So yep. pick up the pace to match. up just like, yep, like Buddy said, we're matching pace, but still stay in that hat, you know, far enough back that we can duck if they look backwards by any chance. Okay. And um, as, as this happens, um, a car comes rushing past y'all and uh, skid stops about 10 feet in front of Lana. It's a black car and um, the man with the hat uh, grabs Lana. Y'all watch her scream and he throws her into the car. There's somebody so looking, inside, somebody inside the back I'm of the car the license plate. opens the door. The man throws her in, sits, gets in next to her. You see the door slam, and um, the car starts to drive off. Uh, make a spot hidden. We'll see if you can make out the license plate. Your buddy would have started yeah. running as soon as the the you know as soon as he saw that this was about to happen. Okay. Yep. And I probably just, I yelled. got my spot hidden just barely. Okay. And so the license plate is L seven. For F U T. And it, uh, is it a, a federal plate or it's is not it, a federal uh... plate? Nope. Okay. And the car immediately as they get in, the door slams and the car starts speeding off through town. Um, buddy, you said you've run after it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you you get close to the car actually, like you're huffing, and you get within ten feet of it. Uh, you feel this moment where like you're, I can catch it, I can catch it, and then it starts to pull away from you. Okay. Yeah, I would do one of those um, like in the street, like kind of slowing down the run. Sure, and and as you get that far, uh, you you can see Lana clearly through the back windows, and she turns. Um, she looks out the back window and uh, she's mouthing to you, at least it seems like, help me. Oh, um, uh, buddy's going to take a shot at the wheel. All right. Uh, roll for that. Nice. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, yep. That uh, is an extreme success. Sorry, not extreme. <laughs> hard success. Hard success. Okay. Yeah, yeah buddy's um, you know, military dude, pretty good with a firearm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so the hard success uh, ricochets off the rim of the car. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, you were close. Yeah. Uh, it ricochets off the rim of the car, and uh, the car keeps driving. Okay. Fuck. Nice. So I'll, uh, as soon as I get the license plate, I'm going to come running up behind. So I'll probably have seen you taking the shot. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I'm getting up there and I'm sort of going to be like, I'm coming up. I'm coming up. I don't like I've got the experience to know that I don't want a guy with a gun not knowing I'm coming up right behind him. Mm -hmm. So I come up on you and I'm like, you just took a shot. That was fucking beautiful. 
and I'm like clapping you on the back, and I'm like, that was the that was the best thing you've ever done. That was amazing. Did you get him, sir? She she said she looked at me, and, and I could see she said she's a help me. We gotta help her, Eddie. Yeah, that's pretty tough. We I think we do. I think we gotta. So well, you were playing the hero, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I wrote down the license plate number. I think it's time to run the license plate number and see what we can learn. What okay. do you think? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so about three blocks up, as y'all are discussing this, the car sideswipes a, a street light and and then veers. It overcorrects left into the road. An oncoming car kind of swerves oh, and honks. Shit. And then it corrects back into the lane and um, uh, as you catch uh, as you catch a glimpse in the street light, it looks like that you've damaged the back wheel. Mm. The car's still moving, um, mm. but but the the cars had to had to slow down significantly um, in order to keep going. Running. All right. So two things. What kind of car was it? It's a it's a let's see. I should probably. We'll get appropriate here to the era. Uh, a Buick LeSabre. I like that. How about a Roadmaster? Looks like cars mm. of the 1940s. We can get a Buick Roadmaster mm -hmm. uh, as a, a black Buick Roadmaster. Nice. Yeah, so uh, if it looks like they're slowing down significantly, Buddy's going to take off running again. Sure, okay. and I'll go with you. All right, so you're not gaining ground on the car, but you're not losing ground on it either as you're running. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, keep going. And I'm and not for nothing, but as we're going, I'm looking around for police. For what? So, Who? Police, police <laughs> officers. <laughs> the what? A police officer. Scott, you're playing Call of Cthulhu. The only time the police show up, it's bad for you, not good for you. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. All right. Um, they're taking you into custody, buddy. All right. Um, so y'all track them. You're with them, and and y'all would both. Uh, Eddie, your shape might be questionable, but uh, buddy, I would imagine would be in pretty yeah. good shape. Um, you're following. Uh, Eddie. I think Make I'm a... in pretty. No, he stays in pretty good shape. He's oh. isn't is Pow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Pow's the. Oh, is this it... guy? It's, what, your, con... it's your big brain. Dexterity. Yeah. Well, no, your con. It would be con, your con. Okay. My con sixty. That's a, It's like a slightly yeah. above average. Okay. Yeah, I sort of went for that. It's okay. Got pretty good decks. Yeah, but you you got something else going on. I'll let you stay up with. Uh, I'll let you stay up with old buddy. In spite of that, that hundreds paying off. That's Is that gonna quotes. literally destroy this character? No comment. <laughs> You're the worst. It's okay. We'll keep him alive for a while. He's fun. <laughs> Can't, he, he you can't cancel me, the Buddy and Eddie show this soon. No kidding. Yeah, he reminds me kind of a Lynchian character. I kind of think of Eddie as as, as that as that mm. strange figure in a Lynch film mm -hmm. that that we're we're strangely attracted to, even though he seems to act out in mysterious ways. 
it's okay. Rick's down there, like he's too young to know what a David Lynch movie is. He's like, <laughs> no, I was thinking, I was thinking Eddie is like the small guy that talks back, you know, in, in backwards, like going yeah, yeah. Mouth, in the dream, right? In, yep. in the dream sequence, that's mm-hmm. what I envisioned Eddie as. Can we kill him off? That's just what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> If wow. you do, I'm coming oh, back as and, a Texan and, with a worse accent than yours. And, and, and the, that, and that, that would and, be a feat. If you can do that, that would be I amazing. I am from Texas. And the, uh, the twist That's is actually that... still better. It's still better. <laughs> yeah. The twist is that Buddy is actually the log this whole time. That's what... Uh... You know, the, the only thing that helps Rick out don't. is that he can Google really fast. <laughs> I don't. Google so fast that he's like, I'm pretty sure there's AI inside of Rick. All right. So anyway, y'all are running down the street. You're able to keep up with her. Um, It's a it's a long run. You actually um get outside of town. You're you've been keeping pace with her. Let's see how far you go. Holy crap. Um, it's a it's a full um you're not you you couldn't say for sure, but you've had to keep pace with this car for about four to six miles. Okay. Um you're you're getting far enough out that there's fewer and fewer buildings. Um and you're starting to lose your stamina, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um at, at that point. Uh and how at, far away is the car from us? You said we're keeping pace, but how far in front of us is it? You're keeping pace in the sense that you keep it in sight. But at this point, it's probably a good four to 500 yards away from you, right? It's a good quarter mile in front of you. It's not a shot. Yeah, I mean, I think if in terms of how long we would stay, you know, after like a mile, if it looks like we're not gaining anymore and they're not having trouble driving... Yeah. Um, you know, they they if, are though. They are though, and that's why I say like I I. Okay. That's why I kept you in it this long is because okay. I feel like for for Buddy, mm-hmm. right? He's he's beat, but you're not you're not out of out of view of it. And in fact, um, you see the brake lights go on. Hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, you see it pull over at uh at a gas station, um, ahead of you. Okay. Wow. You you've got a good quarter. Um, and I think probably this is the moment where we're gonna um stop you for a second. Okay. No, we're just gonna keep buddies can keep going. Yeah. Right. 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 We'll just Mm -hmm. we'll just keep going and and when we get close enough, do something. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm saying. We'll pick up with this next week if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um. Okay. Grand finale. Um, Come on. Yeah. Let's go, Rick. Uh, okay, so we'll go to Sam. Uh, Sam, yes. You, um, this is a, and for our audience, I just want to make you aware this is a little bit of a time dash because currently in real time, Sam and, um, Joe. Help me. Thank you. Sam and Joe are in Joe's childhood. Wow, home. she's gone for one episode. Who? Damn. Is there somebody is there somebody missing? Nah, cool. Is there somebody missing? Boo. Yeah, can somebody <laughs> recap who it was? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um 
In real time, Sam is in Joe's childhood home, but we're going to, since she can't be here tonight, we're going to time dash back a little bit to um, Sam. You're, um, you, all of a sudden, you hear this loud sound in a dream. You're in this dream, and somebody's knocking at the door. And God, they won't stop knocking at the door, and it's dark, and you can't find the door. And and you start screaming, just fucking shut up! Just shut up! Oh, sorry. You say, would would y'all just fucking shut up? God damn it! Just stop your goddamn yammering! And it's it's making your head hurt so bad. Sorry, I know I did your accent better than you did. Way better. (laughs) And so... Um, you come to, and um, there's somebody knocking on your truck window. They're banging mm. on your truck window, and you look out, and you're waking up. Um, your hands are on the steering wheel. They're crusty and crumbly. Um, there's an irony smell in the air, and um, you're, you're looking at the window. And you see a police officer knocking, rapping on your window. Uh, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. You need to, you need to stop. I, I, I just get that light out of my, my, my face. God damn it! And I, oh, and I, roll down your window, sir. Quiet, quiet now. You're gonna wake up the whole neighborhood. And I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll start rolling down the window and uh just take a look what time of day does it look like it's nighttime oh it's night so what are the only lights the lights are just from presumably they've got flashlight and then on my is my car on yeah lights on yeah yeah, your your headlights on the engines running and uh your gas you 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 take a quick glance and your 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 gas gauge is getting on the lower side of things and um your your hands they're dark they're like very crusty and you you kind of that iron smell you you've been ranching long enough you're, you're covered in blood yeah that, that, that's that's very apparent uh, and while i'm looking down do i catch the time on the dash oh uh, yeah the digital uh, clock uh, yeah, on, the, on the 1940s dashboard yeah, 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 yeah. Your, your digital ford f-250 <laughs> right there on my watch just, just hit the hit the touch analog. screen and <laughs> bring it back you, you could wake it you up. could just ask why don't you ask siri yeah she'll tell uh, you what time it is okay all right okay, okay. is don't your you... name siri officers uh, excuse me, sir. I need yeah, you to roll yeah. down this window. Yeah, I'm, I'm finished rolling it down. I said, uh, what, what, what do you need? Uh, what are you doing, sir? Uh, are you uh, okay? I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. Are you wounded? I'll just take a look down in front of my overalls. And, uh, it, do I, do I have blood? I mean, do I see blood at this point? Uh, no, nothing fresh, but yeah, your overalls are pretty dark. And if, okay. And does anything just jump out as painful right now? Uh, no, no. I said, no, no, I, I don't think I'm wounded, sir. Uh, why, why do you ask? Uh, you've been, uh, you've been parked here for an awful long time. Uh, can you step out of the car, sir? Uh, 
I I I suppose. Am I am I am I am I under arrest for any reason or or could what, you what's... step could you step out of the car, sir? Yeah, I could step out of the car. What's your name there, officer? And I'll and I'll start to mosey my way uh, you know, out. Mm-hmm. He says. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. Your officer. I'm officer. Step out of the car, sir. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll hop on out. I see y'all not the friendly type. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh and I'll hop on out and I say, What what can I do you for? Uh and he pulls out his gun at this point and he steps back and he says, Sir, do you realize that you are covered in blood? I suppose I, 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 well, look at that. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, what time is it, officer? It's, uh, time most people's bedtimes. It's, uh, uh, closing in on the one in the morning. My Lord. And, and when, when did I, when would I have left? I suppose when would I, what I recalled getting into the car or do I yeah. recall getting into the car? Uh, make a power roll. It's a 87. Yeah. You, you don't fucking recall Jack shit. All right. Hmm. Uh, uh, okay. Um, sir, have you been out partying this evening? No, 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 officer. Uh, I, I, I do not uh, uh, imbibe and drive. Make a luck uh, roll. Okay. That's uh, a ninety-three. <laughs> Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't a hundred, right? Yep. Right, Chris. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, sir, I'm going to need you to, uh, I'm going to need to examine the back of your truck. Uh, sure. What, 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 what for there, officer? You stay right where you are. All right. Uh, and, and sure. he levels, he kind of levels his gun at you and, and you hear the thud as your tailgate drops. Is he pointing the gun still at me? I mean, where where is he? Is he now behind the car? I, I imagine I'm at the driver's side, and he's at the back of the car. Is that right? Yeah. God damn it! You piece of shit, squirrely motherfucker! You ought to be ashamed of yourself. What? Why would you say such a thing, there, officer? Oh, don't you just shut your mouth. God damn it. And I'll try and turn I swear. and cock my head and look into the back of the truck. All right. Uh, make a spot hidden. Oh, <laughs> 79. Nope. Don't make that. And so you can't quite see what he's saying or <laughs> referencing. And he, he goes, I wish I could arrest your pansy ass motherfucker for this stuff. God damn it. If you're going to kill something, shoot it with a fucking gun like the rest of us. Well, I found it like that, officer. Oh, shut your fucking mouth. God damn. 
You get now, your ass back in that truck. No, it was a friend of mine. It was a friend of mine had it. Uh, That's a uh, friend of yours in the back of this truck? No, Is that no. what you're trying to tell me? No, no, no. A friend of mine uh, 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 had me uh, pick this up to get rid of. Uh, so uh, uh, let me, uh, and, I, and I'll just, I'll take a step or two uh, in that direction. Uh, just sort for the, of for the audience. Rick just doesn't know when to shut up. Scratching the back of my head. <laughs> I, th I, th I think they've learned that by now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Improving right. when you just have no idea what's in there. <laughs> you could be, be off so scot free, but no, no, you got to pull out that shovel out of your backpack and fucking <laughs> dig that hole deeper, right? Yeah. That's Rick. Rick, dig a hole deeper, whatever his last name is. All right. Whatever. Wagoneer. Wagoneer. So as, I, as I'm doing that, I'm saying, oh, my Lord. And look at me. Oh, this is just drying yeah. off. And I'll start to just, uh, I'll take my, start to take my, like, my overall and my shirt right. just to try and, just to try and take that off. As and, and, and so he looks at you and he goes, you disgust me. You absolutely, do you actually eat this shit? Morning, morning, noon, and night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God damn You get out of here And I don't ever want to see you Within these city limits again You're disgusting Oh my lord well, You just gotta a week This will put a This will make a man out of you there officer If you want any uh, uh, You can take as much as you like And he looks at you and he says and the next time you want to lie to somebody, don't choose an officer of the law because all the crap on the front of this truck says you're the one that hit this poor damn animal. Uh, you got me there. I just was too embarrassed. Uh, I just jumped right out, and I, well, that's what happened. Uh, uh, but I'll be on my way, officer. I think it knocked me, must have knocked me just darn unconscious. Serves you damn straight. Yep. And he starts walking back to his car. Um, he gets back in, little swirly lights on the top, right? Boop, boop, boop. And the side of the car, is there a like city of or, you know, what? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think you're, you're born and raised New Mexico, right? I uh, know. My birthplace was Houston, Texas, remember? That's how I have. Oh this. God! How could I forget that yeah, accent? I mean, absolutely, it, it, that just yeah. screams Houston. Yeah, uh, but but I think it probably makes most sense. We'll just call it City of Albuquerque. Okay, okay, City of Albuquerque. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I'll and I'll go back to the back of the truck to put the bed up. That didn't sound like he actually did that, and see what's actually back there. Is is it another one of the cows? It's disgusting. It's just a pile of liquefied intestines, and and there's no fur anywhere in sight. It's just kind of a glom of guts in the back of your truck. Huh. Morning, noon, and night. Morning, <laughs> noon, and night. <laughs> and on that note... Let's switch over to Sister B because we haven't heard from Sister B yet tonight, and I miss Sister B. Oh, that was great. 
left. I remember Sister B was uh, <clears throat> leaving leaving the house and with her big old suitcase and uh, heading down the road. Yeah, I suppose she would have gone to uh, a local charity, a religious charity, and she wants she wanted to volunteer there and blend in and volunteer with a local charity, like a soup kitchen, and start sure. serving. Sure. So Sister and... B would be doing that. Okay, and tell me a nun that you befriended. Let let's say we'll call it the Sisters of Charity. It's a, a Catholic charity that helps with uh, assisting people with charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's definitely it's charity. They're, they're yeah, sisters. It's, it's a charity house. They uh, they do be, the charities. Not quite Catholic, but because that's why she went there to volunteer. But she... but. But Sister B could pass as Catholic if she exactly. wanted to. Exactly. So that's what she's doing. And she goes there and she befriends Sister Natalia. Sister Natalia is one of the sisters. She is from Europe, too. She's more more from Poland. Okay. And she ended up there. All right. And um, as you're working with Sister Natalia, um, one of the residents, and that's that's what y'all refer to the people who stay in the charity center um, who are looking for work or trying to find home. Um, you you refer to them as your residents. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the residents is John. Um, and uh, along with Sister Natalia, uh, Sister B, you've taken quite an interest in John um, because though he's uh, close to the vest in what he pretends, um, there's he's he alludes to some interesting stories that he's been in, out and about and uh, where he's been and some of the things he alludes to catch your attention. <clears throat> Except no one knows me as John. They would have in the past. Yes. Every, uh, everyone knows me as Pappy. Gotcha. Sorry. Peppy. Let me correct then. Pappy, one of your residents, is uh is who you're um uh who you've kind of taken an interest in because of some of the stories he's told. I'm gonna let y'all introduce yourselves to each or talk to each other. So just a quick question. What what story was the hook? Pappy, what would be what would be something that you would be willing to share as you kind of fish out people that would have hooked in Sister B? Hmm. And I can give you a minute. I'm kind I, of putting yeah, you I on have the spot. A, uh, I have a lot of uh, stories to tell about uh, travels uh, throughout the country, and. Um, uh, Perhaps some of the stories uh, lean towards the uh, the darker side of things. I have kind of a a fascination with the morbid. So, uh, oh, you know those uh, little news clippings I post on on Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about you know local murders and stuff like that. I have kind of uh, uh, I uh, carry around uh, newspaper clippings for mm, things that okay. are particularly strange that happen in different different areas and uh if i you know if if someone seems like they are are down for it i'll regale them with some of the the juicier tidbits all right actually that that would be an interest to the sister b because she would have some questions about those tidbits maybe something you might know okay got it all right and uh 
So I guess uh, one night, you know, it would be uh, perhaps after serving uh, a delicious soup and homemade bread. You know, Sister B, she knows some recipes and makes a good hearty bread to fill fill the the stomachs of of the residents. And then she sees um, um, Mr. Pappy come by, and she says, Mr. Pappy, because she is from, and she doesn't want to call anyone by first name Pappy. And she says, Mr. Pappy, I hope the uh, bread was filled you up tonight. And I, I don't know if you're sitting down, she would come over to you, and then she's always... Uh, gracious and then if there was a seat she would ask you oh well know. as soon as you come over i would stand up out oh. of uh, politeness oh oh, oh. But, uh, th thank you sister ma'am yeah it was uh oh it was, it was delicious oh yes i'd had some of the bread too it's, it's quite it's quite good tonight i think and uh, dipping in the, the, this, this very good soup is so wonderful i i hope you are feeling a, a little more uh, sustenance to you and a little fuller and better about everything about you, and uh, and then so uh, yeah, I was I was lucky to uh, lucky to find this place. Uh, yeah, I, I've been a long time on the road. Oh, I can't you tell know. you how uh, how fortunate I feel. And I said, oh, and it is. It seems like a night where it's it's good good to sit together with someone. I don't have anyone to talk to, Mister Pappy. Uh, I'd love to sit down with you uh, if, if that is okay. Oh, please do by all means. Okay, so she'll pull up a chair and then she'll uh, you know brush off. She has an apron on, brushes it off, makes herself nice and tidy and sits down and then looks at you and says, oh, Mr. Peppy, please sit down. And, and she says, I'd love to talk have after dinner conversation until I have to help with dishes. Uh, she says, oh, I, I have some questions uh, from stories you tell you. You have these little snippets and tidbits of uh, oh, sometimes terrible things that happen in, in, in the country that you, you've seen. And uh, so Sister B kind of looks around and she says, I've always been... Um, suspicious sometimes that you know maybe these terrible stories aren't all what they're made up to be like perhaps this these stories say one thing but maybe the people involved something else has happened to them like something terrible but the people maybe they made the terrible things seem to happen but they are still alive and they are, they are hiding does anything like that ever happen have you heard a story like that uh no no ma'am i i get my I just collect newspaper clippings and uh, travel around, and uh, yeah, I'm just fascinated by by the uh, the darkness of uh, of human beings. It uh, I find it both unsettling and, and compelling. Oh, but we must always see that there is a light side, a wonderful side, a magical side that is full of uh, compassion and kindness uh, in people too, perhaps. Uh, I, I don't let myself get uh, over overwhelmed by the darkness. It's just a you know, I'm a, a fairly footloose and, and fancy free uh, traveler about the about the world. But uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, you know, it's sometimes uh, sometimes shocking that, uh, you know, people can behave that way. I don't know what to what to what, what to attribute it to. Oh, I was, I was Our, uh, Mr. Pappy, perhaps you have been in one of these dark places and people have done something terrible around you. Maybe you have seen that and that was draws you in. But, but maybe it is a. Uh, too much to handle sometimes. No, ma'am. Uh, well, the uh, darkest place I ever been uh, was the uh, uh, trenches during uh, the Great War. Oh, uh, nothing, nothing could uh, rival that for uh, for darkness. I mean, the, the things that I saw there are much darker than uh, you know a, a wife chopping her husband up with a with a with a hatchet and feeding them to the pigs. I mean, that's dark, but. Uh, oh. 
that, 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 you know, that was darkness. Uh, the whole world had gone insane, it seemed. Oh, even the place I come from, yes. We had uh, on, on that side of the family. It's, uh, you know, I'm too young for it, but uh, there was uh, the people in the family, uncles and older uncles who fought in, uh, in the Great War uh, in, on the Russian army, which was a, a terrible story. The, many of them never came back and froze to death in places. And Oh, yes, I, I, I know some of those stories. It is, it is not a good thing to have to carry around all the time. So she says, uh, so she's, uh, well, I was going to say, she says, Mr. Pappy, what are your plans um, perhaps to leave or move on? Or do you have any uh, things you want to do or are looking for? Oh, well, uh, as a matter of fact, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking for a friend. Uh, oh. a, a friend of mine uh, was, uh, uh, last I heard he was here, uh, and I was, uh, I was supposed to uh, meet him down here. But uh, I haven't uh, heard from him in a, in a while. Interesting. This this friend of yours, huh? And uh, he has not shown up yet. Oh, well, that's not too bad. Well, hopefully he will come soon. I, I have. Uh, oh, he was he was definitely here. Oh, I, uh, I I knew he was here, but uh, and then uh, you know I come looking for him. I can't find him. Oh, describe this person. What does he look like? Uh, well, uh, well, I'll give you his name first. Uh, his name is uh, Boone. That'd be, that'd be logical. Yeah, a uh, fellow fella named Boone, like me, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he would uh, on first appearance seem like he's a bit down on his luck. Mm -hmm. Oh, he says, I, I don't know, I don't know that a Boone, I've been here just a short time, perhaps he came through at one time, uh, earlier before I started uh, volunteering with all these uh, wonderful people. And then Sister B kind of looks at you more directly and she says, that's a very interesting, interesting. Um, I want to ask you another another question. Um, I have something in my world. Sometimes these things happen that you cannot explain. Like I, what I was alluding to is sometimes, you know, people, terrible things happen to them, but something else really happens or something extra strange happens that is unexplainable. And she looks at you directly and says, unexplainable in a, in a, in a very odd way. And that is, oh, even beyond the re religious world and perhaps what is, around us that makes sense. Has, has anything like that ever happened in your world? Something that, oh, I don't know, you just can't explain with some of the logic that is around. You mean uh, like uh, miracles? I'm not, oh, a, I'm, not, miracles. I'm, not a, I'm not a religious man, no, sister man. Well, miracles, but even perhaps on the other side of that, something very dark that you cannot explain is that was terrible but it didn't make sense. It wasn't just the terribleness of people. It was something that happened all by, oh, oh, I hate to talk about these things, but something that is beyond the natural. It makes me very uneasy. Uh, some people use the word uh, uh, supernatural or even the darker words occult. You know, some things like that. I, I have sensed oh. these things in the world, but I, I sense you to maybe a man that knows about these things with this dark stories that you learn yeah I lean forward and go okay sister uh let's talk plainly here uh what are we talking about well i have uh, lost someone in my family but i think there was something very curious in the world something twisted and i don't think he's actually dead and i are you, are you alone or 
Oh, me? Are there, are there others in your order? Oh, no, I am, I am here um, on my own very much. I have uh, had to leave my, my, my uh, country of birth and the, the people uh, there are, and she looks and she's quiet and she looks at you and says, the people are from my country are trying to make me do things I don't want to do and trying to find me. And uh, I am looking and finding some things that, uh, that just don't seem like they should be happening. Uh, so, had... in other words, you just have a casual uh, interest in, uh, in in the occult, say. Well, I am here finding out some information about a, a, a dear brother of mine, and I hear terrible stories on how he met his end, and it is an end that is, uh, was terrible. It was not a natural way of dying, and there is people involved in it that what I think just beyond regular people. Um, well, my uh, my friend Boone was here for uh, similar reasons. Uh, he was here in order to surveil the area uh, and report back, and he stopped reporting back. Uh, that's why I've come down to uh, to find him. And then someone else walks by, and I go. Get out of the way for old Dan Tucker. Get out of the way for old Dan Tucker. Get out of the way for old Dan Tucker. He's too late to eat a shepherd. And she says, oh, and she, she also goes, I, that is one of my favorite songs, Mr. Pappy. I love when you sing that. And then she turns back very seriously. Like, no, actually it'd be, get out of the way. Old Phil Donner was a crazy man. Killed his wife. <laughs> It fry, cooked his wife in a frying pan. <laughs> killed, killed his daughter with a teddy bear. Died with butter in his hair. Get out of the way for old Phil Donner. Get out of the way for old Phil Donner. Get out of the way for old Phil Donner. He, He's got a bad accent. He he ate Yocker's pet iguana. <laughs> oh, and and oh, that's my favorite. That, that's a classic. Uh, that's a classic folk song. One of my favorites. Oh, Mr. Pepper, you always make me laugh so hard. You are, you're a wonderful person. Ah, oh, he says, but, uh, and then she says, then she just turns dead serious looking at him. She says, but Mr. Pepper, I too am looking for someone. I think maybe our stories are intertwined somehow. His name was uh, Richard, and he came to a terrible end, and he was my brother and I need to find out more. I'm not completely sure he is gone. Uh, the stories and, about and, him don't make sense. And I say Richard, and I tell her the last name. Yeah, and, and then she Perfect. Talk about Richard. And then we'll... Right. And then we'll cut right there. Wow. I guess I should be prepared then. <laughs> that is where we are going to leave it tonight. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, you can find us online at underthelibrary.com and please check out the support page on Under the Library. You can find uh, us on Twitter. Uh, I am on Twitter at Tall and Nerdy. Michael is on Twitter at Under the Library. And for me... For Michael, for Wayne, for Scott, Rick, Chris, and even for Emily, who will be back next episode. 
Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. As long as you got your audio and a can full of crickets, you'll be good to go. I don't know what that means. Put the poozer in the house. Where the house? The Florida house. Life is simpler when you plow around the stump. Dry aged steak. That's a weird choice of words. You had something climb up your leg and you took your pants off. I love it when you say that. Actually, that didn't happen. Don't be banging your shin on a stool that's not in the way. Thank you, Chris. Borrowing mm-hmm. trouble from the future doesn't de- deplete the supply. And the keeper's mind is broken for a second. Most of the stuff people worry about ain't never going to happen anyway. Posture, posturally? Get out of the way for old Dan Tucker. Get out of the way for old Dan Tucker. Get out of the way for old Dan Tucker. He's too late to I love when you sing that. Uh, that's a classic folk song. One of my favorites. <laughs> Jesus Christ, clear. y'all fucking killed it. That was like one of my favorite episodes of all time. Probably doesn't. I, you know what? Just cricket me now, Art. Uh, yep. Can we move on? Thanks. I'm all alone on the stream. Sitting here by myself. Nobody else here. It's quiet and lonely.